Good morning. Welcome to the Unitarian Universalist Church of Kent, a spiritual home that welcomes all people of goodwill. May you leave your daily burdens at the door, open your minds and hearts, and be fully present for this time of fellowship and spiritual re-energizing. I'm Reverend Christy Anderson, today's worship associate for our settled minister, our worship leader today, Reverend Stephen Protzman. We are joined by our RE director, Colleen Teeley, and our music director, Hal Walker. As Unitarian Universalists, we light a flame within a chalice as a symbol of sanctuary and safety to unite us in our worship as a sign of life's beauty and wonder to remind us of our ongoing search for the light of truth within us and among us and to guide us on our way. Our chalice lighter this morning is Iona. In 1958, 
There was growing pressure exerted by Southern black parents who wanted their children to receive better quality education by letting them attend public schools with white children. At that time, public schools in the South were segregated by race. In particular, the pressure to integrate public schools in Arkansas became so great that the governor actually closed all of the schools statewide in order to prevent black students from entering white schools. The governor claimed that only Negroes and whites who are communists favor school desegregation. In response, Martin Luther King and two other civil rights leaders called upon black and white high school and college students to gather in Washington, D.C. to stage a nonviolent march in support of racial integration of public schools. They hoped for a march with as many as 1,000 students to demonstrate that the youth supported integration. Over 10,000 students showed up. These are some of the inspiring words that Martin Luther King Jr. shared with the students. Today in this great and historic demonstration, there is a unique element. It is a young people's march. We are proving that the youth of America is freeing itself from the prejudices of an older and darker time in our history. In addition, you're proving the so-called silent generation is not so silent. It is standing up and fighting hard for the rights of all Americans. Keep marching and show the pessimists and the weak of spirit that they are wrong. Keep marching and don't let them silence you. Keep marching and resist injustice with the firm, nonviolent spirit you demonstrated today. Sadly, 60 years later, we're far from achieving racial justice in America. But I have hope for our future. And one reason I have hope is because I see and hear the youth of our church speaking up and taking action. Our youth are committed to creating a world manifesting our Unitarian Universalist ideals. Today we will hear from some of these future leaders. May we continue to support and inspire our youth so that they will experience unrest. For as Dr. King states, the future belongs not to those who slumber or sleep, but to those who cannot rest while the evil of injustice thrives in the bosom of America. The future belongs to those who march toward freedom. Come, let us worship together. All right, so um, we are going to have... Oh, it's okay. <laughs> he just can't stand it. Okay. <laughs> we have an alphabet book for you today, but it's an alphabet book like no other. This is called A is for Activist, and um, it's by Inosanto... Nagara, Inosanto Nagara. A is for activist, advocate, abolitionist, 
ally. Are you an activist? B is for banner, bobbing in the sky, billowing in the breeze, because you're not shy. C is for co-op, cooperating cultures, creative counter to corporate vultures. <laughs> oh, and cats. Can you find the cats? There are cats in the book. <laughs> Little D, democracy. More than voting, you'll agree. Dictators detest it. <laughs> Donkeys don't get it. But you and me, we demand equality. Equal rights, black, brown, or white, clean and healthy is a right. Every place we live and play, environmental justice is the way. F is for feminist. For fairness in our pay, for freedom to flourish and to choose our own way. G is for grassroots, sprouting from below, sharing nutrients and the waters flow. Below the surface, we're all connected. Stronger together, we grow. H is for healthy food, a human right. Honeydew, jicama, nature's delight. Hummus, hot dogs, Havarti cheese, hot dogs, yes. <laughs> Healthy hot dogs, please. Oh, and, and pizza. That doesn't start with an H, though. <laughs> Indigenous and immigrant, together we stand. Our histories are relevant. An injury to one is an injury to all. J is for... Justice. Yay for justice. Jiajing Jang, Juanita, Jamal, justice for the janitors. Justice for all. Kings are fine for story time. Knights are fun to play. But when we make decisions, we will choose the people's way. L-G-B-T-Q. Love who you choose. Your love is true. Liberate your notions of limited emotions. Celebrate with pride our links of devotion. Megaphones marching. Movimiento music. Hip, hip, hooray. It must be May Day. N is for no, 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 no. Yes to what we want, no to what must go. No, no, no. Open minds operate best. Critical thinking over tests. Wisdom can't be memorized. Educate agitate, and organize. P, 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 peace march, pro, pro, protest, 
pow, pow, power to the pee, pee, people. Yeah. Q, now Q is for question. Questioning coercion, querying qualities, counter false assertions. Radical Reds, the headline said. Ruinous rioters, the rumors spread. Rabble-rousing riffraff, really? <laughs> S is for sun, soul, solar, superstar, stellar power, fuels all life, not just flowers. Energized homes, cars, and showers. Silly, selfish scoundrels sucking on dinosaur sludge. Boo! Hiss! T is for trans. For trains, tiaras, tulips, tractors, and tigers, too. Trust in the true the he, she, they, that is you. You is for weekends. You is for workers' rights? Oh, wait, 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 that's not you. That's W, <laughs> sorry. You is for unions. Union, yes. V is for Vox. Wait, did you say fox? No, I said vox. Did you say box? No, vox. Rocks? Blocks? Socks? Vox, voice of the people. Voice of the populi. Better go see the letter D. That's democracy if you forgot. <laughs> wondrous world, wondrous we. We cannot be whole. We cannot be free unless we delight in diversity. X is for Malcolm, as in Malcolm X. History's lessons can be complex. Remember Parks, remember King, remember Malcolm, and let freedom ring. Why is for you, 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 and youth. Your planet, your rights, your future, your truth, Y is for yes, yes, yes. And Z? Z is for Howard Zinn follower. Of course, the end. Breathe in.
When I breathe in, I breathe in peace. When I breathe out, I breathe out love. When I breathe in, I breathe in peace. When I breathe out, I breathe out. all people can share in the abundance of the earth, a world where poverty, hunger, and homelessness don't exist, a world where racism and all forms of discrimination, bigotry, and prejudice have been replaced by an all-inclusive spirit of family, a world where international disputes are resolved by peaceful conflict resolution and reconciliation of adversaries instead of military power where love and trust triumph over fear and hatred, where peace and justice prevail over war and military conflict. His dream was to change hearts and minds in the hope of creating true world community. Last weekend, we once again honored and remembered the life and ministry of the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. But I'm not here to praise him or put him on a pedestal. He wouldn't want that. Instead, in our churches, he'd want to hear words of inspiration and hope, words that challenge the power structures of oppression and inequality, words that call us to serve others, words that challenge us to live out his vision every day, words that move us to take action for our liberation, and words that call us out for our failure to do so. In his letter from Birmingham jail written in April of 1963, Dr. King talks about the churches, he says. I have traveled the length and breadth of Alabama, Mississippi, and all the other southern states. On sweltering summer days and crisp autumn mornings, I have looked at the South's beautiful churches with their lofty spires pointing heavenward. Over and over, I have found myself asking, what kind of people worship here? Who is their God? Where were their voices of support when bruised and weary black men and women decided to rise from the dark dungeons of complacency to the bright hills of creative protest? If he were here to visit this church, I can hear him asking, 
What kind of people worship here? To whom or to what do we make our highest commitments and offer our deepest loyalties? What is worthy of our love and our lives? How are we working for justice and peace in our world? Would Martin Luther King Jr. see a people who are deeply committed to justice? Or like many of the churches he witnessed in the South, would he see a people who maintain the status quo? He wrote, so often the contemporary church is a weak, ineffectual voice with an uncertain sound. So often it is an arch defender of the status quo. Far from being disturbed by the presence of the church, the power structure of the average community is consoled by the church's silent and often even vocal sanction of things as they are. If today's church, he said, does not recapture the sacrificial spirit of the early church, it will lose its authenticity, forfeit the loyalty of millions, and be dismissed as an irrelevant social club with no meaning for the 20th century. What would he have to say about the American church today, including Unitarian Universalism? I think he would call us out. Call us out for the fact that most of our liberal churches are afraid to proclaim and live out our values, whether by a banner on the building or witness in the public square. That we aren't doing more to build relationships and trust with communities of color, and that we only pay lip service to racial justice rather than doing the hard, uncomfortable work of confronting racism in our hearts, our institutions, and our world. I can imagine him asking some unsettling questions. Where are our voices of support and cries for justice for black men and women as they are murdered in our streets, redlined in our financial institutions, their voting rights are suppressed, when the police are called on them because they're eating, driving, or walking while black. Do we believe that black lives matter? Yes. Thank you. Are we willing to acknowledge the truth that every one of us who is white benefits from a system designed to give us more privilege, wealth, and power than people of color and that this system perpetuates injustice? Yes. Yes. I don't speak of these things to create guilt or shame, but to remind us that Dr. King's work is not finished. I name these things to challenge us to put aside the hero worship and to hear his call to us to open our hearts and our eyes to these realities of America, to work to end systemic injustice because, as he said, if even one among us suffers injustice and oppression, we all do. None of us is truly free. If we are serious about being a church, our calling, our deepest vocation must be the work of leveraging our privilege and our power to end discrimination, racism, poverty, fear, and hatred so that peace and justice will flow across our land like a mighty stream and we will be a people of righteousness. Outside the headquarters of the Southern Poverty Law Center in Montgomery, Alabama, there is a monument to the martyrs of the civil rights movement. Their names are carved into a fountain at its center. On the wall around this centerpiece is engraved until justice rolls down like waters and righteousness like a mighty stream, Martin Luther King, Jr. Dr. King used these words in his letter from Birmingham jail, and then it is even better known I have a dream speech later that same year. 
He drew on the words of the ancient Hebrew prophet Amos, who was calling God's people into lives of justice and righteousness, a way of being that would renew the world the same way a desert stream brings life to a parched and dry land. These words are an imperative, a spiritual demand calling us into lives of justice and righteousness, calling us to dedicate our lives to the work of peace and justice and bring about Dr. King's vision of the beloved community. In 1967, Dr. King said, now let us begin. Let us rededicate ourselves now to the long and bitter but beautiful struggle for a new world. The choice is ours, and though we might prefer it otherwise, we must choose in this crucial moment of human history. Amen. It is time to begin. It is time to answer love's call. It is time for you and for me to help justice roll down like waters and righteousness flow like a mighty stream through our world. Will you join with me and our children and our youth and people of color to do this powerful, holy work Dr. King calls us to do? Yes. 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 Thank you. Will you rededicate your hands and hearts, your energy and vision, your fierce love and faith in our power to transform the world so that together we will, as Dr. King said, hew out of the mountain of despair a stone of hope? May it be so, and in the spirit of love and hope that calls us forward in faith, it is together we can make it so. Amen.
short years ago, we tried something new. Our experiment in RE was intended simply to give our amazing religious education volunteers a nice long winter break in the middle of the RE year to refresh and recharge. So the question then became, what programming would we provide? What could we do that would be meaningful and worth it to bring your children to church despite the ice and the snow? And then inspiration struck. In the wake of even still more black lives being lost, parents began talking to me and asking, how do I talk to my child about this? How do I even, where do I even start? As a religious educator and a mother, I dove deep inside of that question. And it was in those conversations with all of you that the idea for justice intercession developed. When I presented it to the RE committee the, with the idea, they jumped all in. Yes, yes, let's do this. So here we are now in 2019 and well into our third Justice January intercession. And while each cycle has been different, they have all had a common thread. Plant the seeds of justice, empower our children to lead the way, and provide support and tools for them to develop their courage in standing up for what is right. I probably don't need to tell you that the children of our beloved community have so much to say about these important things. And there were many times when they were the ones teaching the grown-ups. Just last Sunday, or two Sundays ago, (laughs) I asked them how they are activists in their lives. Eden shared that she learned to be brave from her friends when they stood up for her. And through their acts, she found courage to speak up about bullying. Others talked about how they have donated food and blankets to pet shelters. Benny shared that he believes that making less trash and recycling is very important. Helping refugees, no wars, stopping violence, those came up over and over and over again. These children see what's happening in the world, and they are hopeful that they will have a part in changing it. What I keep hearing our children say is show kindness, speak up, and show up for our human family, animals, and our Mother Earth. This year, we have focused on the meaning of the word activist, and we've been planning and have added an action to our service, uh, an action of service to our program. This year, we will move beyond January with our activism, and the children of this church have chosen to feed the hungry as our action And that begins today with the special offering. But it doesn't stop there. They will join forces with our coming of age youth and our middle school youth to make food for homeless shelters and serve food as volunteers later this spring. You will see them at coffee hour encouraging you to contribute to the purchase of that food. And also participate with them in the action of serving the food. This year, the children want to bring the whole church together to make a difference in our community. And I have a pretty good feeling that you will answer their call. So now I would like to invite up Evian Rome 
the children that you will hear from today are going to talk about specific causes that are close to their hearts and the ways that they are, are activists. Yes, here. And the ways that they can be activists. Evian's going to talk about education as activism. So, hi, my name is Evian Rome, and I'm going to tell you about how I can be an activist as a teen. I am going to talk about animal shelters, and IROB can help them. 70,000 puppies and kittens are being born each day in the U.S. They are being put in small places and shelters. Every year, about 6 million animals are taken to shelters. If we do nothing about it, then each year, National estimates about 3 million to 4 million animals are killed to make more rooms for new shelters. I can help by making sure animals won't need to be put in the shelters. I can raise money to help people pay for the neutering or spaying their dogs or cats when they do not have enough money to. If people stop breeding their dogs or cats, then less and less animals need to go into the shelters or even kill to make more room. When I'm an adult, I want to tell breeders to stop breeding their dogs so, that, so then less and less animals will need to go in the shelters. Also, help people neuter or spay their animals. Barely half of the animals in the shelter are being adopted. About 10% of the animals are spayed or neutered when they come to the shelter. Another way I could help is to tell people who want a dog and cat not to get it from the pet store or the puppy mill. Please get them from the shelter, and please make sure they do not have, an, have any puppies. If you do not have enough money to spay or neuter your animals, then here are some places that can help you. Your local animal shelter, the Humane Society, or your vet. Thank you for your time listening. Next, I'd like to ask Raylin Rome to join us, and she will talk or show you that a part of activism can be contacting your local and um, government officials. Hi, my name is Raylan Rome, and my family and I wrote letters to the government for Martin Luther King Jr. Day. This is what I wrote. Dear President Trump, I think that we should not build a wall to separate us from Mexico. It makes me sad and angry. It is an act of segregation, and that is bad. My family does not think this is a good idea and will not support it. Please turn away from this idea. Sincerely, Raylan Rome. And I'd like to invite Coleman Packer to join us, and he will tell you how changing your personal behavior can be a form of activism as well. Um, the, envir the environment is in trouble because global warming is causing our polar ice caps, caps to melt. It is important to be an activist because if we do nothing, uh, oh yeah, um, the North and South Pole, uh, their glaciers might melt. I can help by biking and you and I can help by biking and walking as much as you can and trying to carpool as well. Thank you very much. There are many ways to show that we are on the side of love and to help justice roll down like waters and righteousness flow like a mighty stream. One of those ways is giving generously of our money, recognizing that we are all blessed with abundance. Each month, we give away one Sunday's offering to support agencies, ministries, and organizations in the Kent community and beyond that serve those in need. This month's special offering, including your loose change, which will be collected in cans because making noise in church is fun after all, <laughs> will be gratefully received for the food pantry and the meals program at Kent Social Services. Kent Social Services, KSS, was chosen by our children and youth during the January Religious Education Social Justice Intercession. KSS provides meals at no cost, five days a week, 
serving 50 to 60 individuals a day, which is 25,000 nutritious meals annually. KSS also distributes 10,000 bags of groceries every year. In the spirit of gratitude for the gift of one another and this community and the abundance that makes our generosity possible, we now give and receive the offering as a sign of our shared commitment to social justice and the life and work of this congregation and beyond. Once again, the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s words, now let us begin. Now let us rededicate ourselves to the long and bitter but beautiful struggle for a new world. The choice is ours, and though we might prefer it otherwise, we must choose in this crucial moment of human history. And now our hearts filled with Dr. King's dream of a world where there is peace and justice. Let us go forth in the spirit of hope and possibility to make his dream real as we continue inspiring love, seeking justice, and growing in community. May it be so. Blessed be and amen.